0: Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, April 23rd, 2013, and you are listening to episode 44 of the Non-Secretar Podcast. It has been, yeah, well, Return of the King. Uh, We've been gone for a couple months. I think February was our last show. It was when Kelly ate his Twinkie, and uh, many, many laughs were had.
1: I've had a haircut since then. You
0: have. You look... um, Less like Peter Jackson. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Or Bilbo Baggins. (laughs) Yes. Do you have hairy feet? No. I'm not very hairy. Well, there all. you go. You're not a hobbit. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so we are joined by a guest, but let's just introduce everybody, starting with you. I'm Kelly. I'm Travis.
2: Melissa. Amy.
0: And I'm Luke. All right, we should, we should establish this relationship here. What, what is, how, why is Travis at this table?
2: Because you, you invited him. him. Okay, how
0: do we know
1: Travis? Ooh. Travis is my roommate slash coworker. Oh, nice. Okay. No.
0: All right, so how, how are you girls feeling? Uh, you guys have been watching a lot of Call the Midwife, which always puts you in a sour mood. Call the uh, what? It's a silly British show that makes them sad.
3: Um, <laughs> I don't remember being that sad last week. I think week. something
0: very sad happened at the end of that episode. At one point, Melissa said it's a good thing Luke isn't watching this or something. I don't know.
3: Well... Yeah, because there were strange things
2: happening and you this freak out. This program contains mature content, not suitable for all audiences. And that's me?
0: Viewer discretion is advised. I, I'm yes. the audience. Yeah, because yes. you're
3: afraid of babies.
2: I am afraid of babies. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: birth and stuff. Everybody dying. And that
3: was happening a lot.
0: Fair enough. All right, are we ready to play this card game? I think we are. All right, Travis, as the, uh, as the new
4: person here, you get to draw first. Okay. I forgot the categories already, except for that yellow is science, because that's the one that piqued my interest.
2: So, so draw a yellow card then, I guess. I yeah.
4: Yeah, we, won't, right. we won't get to all of them, so we gotta, yeah. DNA photography.
1: All right.
0: I brought the tablet for exactly this purpose.
2: Are you going to cheat and show pictures like you're not supposed to do this on is, the podcast? This is
0: exactly what's about to happen.
2: <laughs>
0: all right. This is called Photo 51. It's an X-ray crystallography diffraction image from 1952. Of an alien? Of the human chromosome. OK, so this it's is an what actual X. <clears throat> yes, this is what Watson and Crick used to help identify the chemical structure of DNA, um, which we all know is a beautiful double helix anti parallel strains with phosphate backbone and then amino acid steps along the inside. Okay, I didn't know all of that. Well, you should because that's important. <laughs> so this was 1952. This was the height of our technology back then. And things have definitely improved. But you can't really do x-ray crystallography on DNA. It's, it's more of a rendering than a photograph. You don't actually see the you know image. You see bent light based on how it's diffracting. However, this guy... Wait, hold on. Kelly, can you please say this name? Okay, hold on. Enzo
1: di Fabrizio.
0: The most Italian-sounding name I've ever heard in my life. This guy uh, developed a strategy recently where he makes these small silicone pillars and then makes a rope out of DNA and then stretches it between the pillars, allowing him to take a photograph with an electron microscope of the DNA rope. Wow. And what's really crazy about it is it's a spiraled rope of seven individual DNA strands. And the only reason that he's doing it this way is because the electrons from the microscope are so strong that they will break any fewer number of strands. So if he tries making a rope of one, two, three, four, five, six, the electrons taking the picture will shoot it in half. So he's had to make it out of seven. Wow. And uh, so that's
1: each one of those tiny little lines is a DNA. So now you've made me completely paranoid about electrons and how <laughs> they're ripping apart my DNA structure. So. How do I, Luke, protect myself against DNA
2: photographers?
1: DNA <laughs> photographers? Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, well, don't put your hand in uh, you know, an electron microscope. That'd be step 1. Okay. Um I guess just wear sunscreen? I don't what know. What about
1: what about <laughs> electrons in the regular world, you know? Well, they're always
4: hitting you. I mean, yeah, in fact. But um, how
1: do I stop it? Um I don't I think I can breathe can.
4: on you and hit you with electrons right now.
1: That's not Okay, let's not do that because then I'll die. Okay. <laughs>
0: Anyway, I just wanted to... I have a question. Yes.
2: What is the value of photographing DNA?
0: So what Enzo DiFabrizio said was that if they can make a specialized electron scanning microscope with less power, they could eventually get it down to seeing one strand. And if they continue advancing it, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road, they could be able to see the actual structure. You could see that phosphate backbone and the amino acid steps. So if you had something missing, if it was bent, if, if something had gone wrong, you could theoretically take a photograph of the DNA and be like, Oh, there's your problem. Like this, (laughs) this, this kink is out of alignment. It's Gattaca. life. Yes. It's essentially some kind of crazy future tech, but, um, we need to get it to the right point where that would be possible.
2: Also, I would like to point out that you completely missed my joke earlier. What was that? Well, it's photograph 51. And I asked if it was alien DNA. Oh.
0: <laughs> well done. Sorry. I just wanted to share this because I love science and I love photography. So mixing them together, just, I couldn't pass that one up, but yeah, hopefully in a few years we'll see an individual DNA strand. It'd be kind of neat. that will be super neat. If the podcast still exists, we'll talk about it. Oh, it'll <laughs> totally exist. Come on now. Unless Special we're Special
2: episode. Dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come back just to. In yeah.
0: fact, one of these future episodes, I should do a recap of the last couple of years of science things because a lot of Stuff has changed, like the solar system uh, probe that's out there, Voyager, um, all that kind of stuff. So, anyway, there is your science.
1: Yeah, we all want to know what the butt flap spider is up to these days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That thing got me in so much trouble.
2: (laughs) Well, Allison has a question for us all, and I can see why Luke has decided that this would be the correct episode for us to ask this question. Allison in Seattle asks... What is the worst roommate experience you've ever had?
0: Oh, Oh, uh, can I call my out. wife as a roommate?
2: No, you've never had a roommate. <laughs> I, well,
0: I should be able to answer something. Shouldn't I? You've lived with your no. mom. That counts. Does
2: that count? No, that's family.
0: Are we not counting family or, or spouses? No, those are not roommates. Do you Crap, ever have, you ever have you ever a, roommate? a roommate in college? And you, yeah, so I'm the only one. Okay. I'll just be quiet. <laughs> 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 hmm. So Melissa's got some interesting ones. I don't know if she wants to share them, though.
2: Oh, well, I mean, uh, one of the funnier ones was I had a... She lived in the the room across the bathrooms. We shared a bathroom. She's technically a sweet mate, but she comes home crazy drunk. Wakes everybody up because um, she's, like, shrieking and falling down and shrieking. Um, and, and I get up to see, like, what's wrong? Does she need help? Like, what's going on? And she's Don't let Melissa see me. She's too good for this. (laughs) So I went back
0: to bed. (laughs) Nice. Amy, what about you?
3: I I had a couple of roommates in college that we did not get along with, specifically a roommate when I was living with Danielle, who's been on the podcast. Um, Danielle nicknamed this roommate Scampers because she would scamper to the door to open the door for her boyfriend. And then they would go into the back room, which he was not allowed in. And there was just all kinds of trouble happening (laughs) with this roommate. And so eventually we got tired of it and went and found our RA and made it
0: stop because we were annoyed. Awesome. So tattletaling is your story?
3: Basically, yeah, because, well, after a semester and a half, we were just done. with. But
0: what was that room normally used for? It's their bedroom. Okay. So it wasn't like a, a common space?
3: No. Okay. Yeah,
2: but you know, private Christian school, there's rules. That's true.
1: It's going to turn into a
4: fist fight. I can just hear him. No. He's drawing from a huge bank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We, we got to talk about my previous roommate, uh, Adam. Okay. So I found this guy on Craigslist. Always dangerous. Always yes, red flag. Idea. Number one. Yeah. Uh, just cause I, I really needed a roommate because my previous roommate kind of bailed on me. Anyways, uh, this guy he was very nice, but he was a bit of a druggie and he didn't clean himself very often. <laughs> he smelled, he owned like three things. One of them was a mattress, another was a blanket, and then he had like a pair of clothes. Um, or a set of clothes, and that's about it. And uh, and the pizza box farm. And the pizza box, <laughs> we haven't yeah, got there yeah. yet. Yeah, he uh. <laughs> One day there was a funky smell coming from his room. So I decided to peek in and see what he was up to because, I mean, he wasn't there, but it, I just, I wasn't, I didn't have a good feel about this guy at this point. So I, I cracked open his door and I find this pile of pizza boxes. It is taller than me. Like
0: stacked. Stacked.
1: Like, like taller Like it than CD cases. Yeah. And then like a week later, it was gone. Just <laughs> magically gone. I was like, oh, sweet. Okay, good. He cleaned it up. A month later, it was back. Like he had eaten that much pizza in a month. It was unbelievable. Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, okay, so the thing, the the most, kind of the worst experience I had with him was one one night I came home real late after drinking with some friends. And I come upstairs and the, the, our upstairs bathroom door is locked. But I noticed the light is on, so I try to you know get in and i realized that there's some hair poking out from underneath Uh-oh. the door and i realized that my room that this adam guy is passed out on the floor from god knows what he's just sleeping on the floor of this tiny little bathroom and i start pounding on the door he's not waking up i yank on his hair a little bit doesn't wake up i was like so this <laughs> so, guy could be dead <laughs> so I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> no, okay, this was literally my thinking. What? I was like, well, I could call the cops right now, and I'd be out of roommate. But maybe he's not dead. So I decided to sleep on it. <laughs> so I went downstairs. So I went to bed. Luckily, around 5-ish a.m., I heard him clambering around, and he left. Didn't even go to his That's own weird. bed. weird. I know. Um, but for us, for a while there, I was pretty sure he could be dead. Wow. And it was, it was really bizarre. And I was glad that he, and, and the best part too, he, one day comes to me, he's like, Hey man, so I'm thinking I might move in with my buddy that I work with. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. Just, you know, let me know when you're, when you want to move out so I can start working on getting someone else in here. He's like, okay, yeah, no problem. He was gone the next day. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell me, I didn't a, see him again. Okay. But let's be honest. You're probably thankful. Oh God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I was so glad that he was gone, but the guy was just a weirdo. Just a weirdo. Travis is definitely improvement. So oh, wow. Thank, thank you, Travis. <clears throat> well, let's see what he has to say first. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> What's well, not killing, first of all. Yeah. My last landlord <clears throat> slash roommate was just an all-around. Wait, interesting... you'd live with? Yeah, he, he owned the house and rented out the two extra bedrooms. Okay. And so I had kind of like a suite in the lower level. It was a split level. I had a bathroom, living room, bedroom to myself and everything. But just nothing stands out. Just the weird thing was is that this guy's older, maybe between 50 and 60. And he would just kind of walk around in his bathroom. And I, I never knew exactly what was going on underneath there. And that's kind of what made it worse is, you know, I, I didn't know for sure. And I don't know. I kind of likened it to the dude in the Big Lebowski. He was, he's just always in a bathroom yep. when he's home. And I, I don't know. that just... There was this air of this
0: unsettled, like, oh yeah. God, any moment. Yeah. Yeah. I could turn around and he could be like spinning too fast. And I, right. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> you, you never know. So I was, I was living on edge the entire time I was there that, you know, something was going to make an appearance.
0: Thankfully nothing happened. Thankfully. Yeah. Nice. What
4: but if that's the worst I got, then it, it couldn't have It sounds
0: been like you're doing pretty well. I, I want to yeah. know if Allison has a story. If, uh, if she yeah. put this in, there might be a, a history there. So Allison, you should comment on this podcast when it goes up, share a story with us. All right, new card. Amy draws pink.
3: It's a would you rather. Would you rather take a cold shower or sleep an hour less than you need slash want?
1: So permanent cold showers or just...
3: You wrote the question.
1: What was... Okay, what's the question again? I wasn't paying Would
0: you attention. rather always take a cold shower or sleep an hour less than you need slash want? So
1: mm-hmm. you can only
0: ever take cold showers or you're an hour underslept every night.
1: I think I'd die if I slept any less. <laughs> <laughs> I only get like a like two or three good hours every night. So why? Because you're just tossing tossing and nonsense. So. I, I usually only sleep about six hours a night if if that
0: So by necessity you have to take cold I showers. Think, yeah.
1: I could deal with a cold shower. Depends on how cold. Ooh. If it's only cold water. I'd be I'd be like the most excited person ever. <laughs> going into that shower I'd be like, like, All right, <laughs> here I go. Oh my god. Woo Be the, the noisiest shower
0: Just taker eat, ever. Eat a rum twinkie before you step in time. <laughs> yeah.
4: What about you, Travis? I'm gonna go with the same answer. You're gonna for take for cold sure. showers? Yeah. I think I could get acclimated to that pretty quickly. Then it keeps your pores closed, and you you know you don't get zits. Hey, really? Yeah. Take cold showers. Well, you know, I guess how it works is the warm water will open up all of your pores and stuff, and then you're supposed like to you're supposed to turn it cold at the end so that all of your pores close up. Weird. And, you know, your oils don't seep in, and yeah. You know. That's super creepy. Yeah, but I've I've never bothered doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it I'll, sounds I'll, painful. I'll take the open pores and just keep my nice warm showers. I
1: feel like my bones would shatter. They'd be all hot, and then all of a sudden, cold water. Ah! <laughs> Just like the marble test in elementary you, you, school. You just need
4: tempered bones.
1: Yeah. There you go. Melissa? She likes sleep.
2: I do. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with the cold shower. Really? I don't like the idea. You
1: hate being cold.
2: I do. I hate being cold, but...
1: But we could have like an electric blanket going for you for when you get out.
2: Yeah. My hair is pretty warm. There
1: you go. <laughs> so you just crank up the temperature in the bathroom itself, you know? Then once you step out of the cold shower, you'll be like... It's perfect. Yes. Not a bad theory. Yeah. Amy?
3: Um, I would take the cold shower because, well, <clears throat> growing up as a swimmer, you don't get very many warm showers. <laughs> the hot water yeah. goes very, very fast when there are 30 swimmers. That is true. <laughs> and when you go to Africa, they don't have hot showers. Isn't it just
1: hot all the time, though? No. You just leave the water out in the sun for a while. What was Yeah, what no. was the temperatures like when you were there?
3: During the day, it was easily 70 or 80, but it would cool down.
0: Is it kind of desert?
3: No, oh. we were we were in the hills. I know it was, nothing it was about it. It's very either. hilly in Rwanda. Okay. it's 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 all hills and I think jungle. there's a mountain and jungle. Um but I mean it would it would cool off fairly quickly in the evenings when the sun went down, but I mean the only way you got hot water was if you went to the to the people that run the hotel and asked them to boil you some hot water and then you get a bucket of hot water. <laughs> a, a
0: bucket of boiling water, and you're like, "Oh god,
3: and a bad idea!" You got to figure out how to make that work as a shower, and so we just, we just sucked it up and took cold showers.
1: Is it weird that I just had like this overwhelming urge to sing the opening song from Lion King? Go for it. Let's hear it. I, you know how much effort it took me not to sing it. No, go I, for it. No, I don't happening. even know what the opening song is.
2: It's that Where's one it with the "It's,
3: it's the Circle of Life" words. the oh,
1: All right, it's Circle I of Life. life. <laughs> Thank you Kelly. Whatever those words are. Um,
0: okay, so I don't You know, have to answer the question. I know. I'm just thinking. So I once took a cold shower cuz um <laughs> once No, no, like <laughs> this like, one time like full cold. So uh Noah and I and a bunch of other people went camping up at Fort Warden and they have those pay showers. So it, it always shoots cold, but if you want hot water, you have to put in, you know, 50 cents per Three minutes or whatever. You were like,
1: screw 50 cents. Yeah. Man. I was like,
0: you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick it to I'm the like, man. bubble gum instead. Yep. And it was one of the worst experiences of my life. <laughs> I mean, full cold water, no, no warm here. This is like the cold water from your tap. It's cold. harsh. Yeah. Hurts so bad. I got out of the shower and I was just red like one of these cards. Like, I just, my, my skin That's was pink. just angry. Yes.
1: And you're like not even white. So I don't feel like you could actually pull it off. So I end up red.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Knowing that, I'm tempted to say I'd rather go with an hour less sleep. Um, you sleep pretty well? No, not anymore. So I would say that I'm going to take the warm showers and take the hour less sleep. Hmm. Just because it sucks. I think, <laughs> I think all of us should take a really cold shower between now and the next podcast. Oh, I totally will. Share our, <laughs> our experiences. It'll be the coldest shower you've ever taken. it be like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, is it my turn? Yes. Crap. show is... All right, green card. Okay, here we go. I don't know if women have the mental aptitude to race hard, wheel to wheel. Who wants to guess who made that quote? Jackie Stewart. Nope.
3: No. Who was it? I know. I read it. I read it. Who was it? Was well, it
0: Michael Schumacher? Nope. No. British guy.
3: Oh, uh,
0: I missed it. Jeremy. No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be even more in inflammatory. In that's not a word. Inflammatory. Inflammatory. There we go. I, I read this I don't article. Know. I kind of like inflammatory. So, so this quote is from Sterling Moss. That's right. He okay. is a British F1 driver from way back when. In fact, he I even he even know. raced against a woman. So, this was uh, this is what he had to say in a BBC interview recently. I think women certainly have the
3: strength, and, and I don't know if they have got the mental aptitude to race hard, actually, you know, wheel to wheel. I I just feel that as one would expect if a fight. I really don't think that a woman is equipped to come in and, and compete against men.
0: So I think we should talk about that. We don't have a lady in F1 now. We haven't for 30-ish years, I think. In major motorsport, the only lady I can really think of is Danica Patrick, and she's mediocre at best. So do you guys think that there's a future for a woman in F1 driver?
1: Sure. I mean, at... It- I feel like racing is still one of those a lot of sports actually are still at the point where women don't have as much opportunity to participate i mean they they do to an extent but it's still a very male-driven industry if you want to call it that and and the, the opportunity is always there for the guys but the girls maybe don't always feel like <clears throat> they're welcome okay um, yeah I'm I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot they'd have to overcome just, you know, being in the boys club, you know, um, that they maybe don't want to deal with it. And I I don't know. I've never actually talked to a girl about that, so I'm not sure, but I'm sure, I'm sure somewhere there is a girl who would be perfectly capable of keeping up with the boys. Uh, we just don't, we just haven't found her, you know,
2: we could have our first female Kentucky Derby winner this year.
0: Do they not have female jockeys?
2: There are very few, huh. almost none. She's the only one currently competing on the kind of horses that are likely to race in the Derby. Oh wow! And I don't know which horse she'll end up on in the Derby. Um, she'll get a, she'll get a ride, because she's good. But um, you know, I don't know which horse she'll end up with, and whether that horse is really a contender. But um, I mean, Kelly's right. Racing, and you know, that extends to most forms of of racing. Um, I think we just don't see a lot of women competing. And so it's hard to know whether there is something physiological that makes it easier for men to be successful or whether it's a more of a cultural thing and women simply elect not to participate or are discouraged from participating. And so without knowing why there aren't more women trying to participate, it's hard to know whether there's any validity to any statement about women's ability. I think any individual woman's ability is a different story than women as a whole. And that, you know, of course there's going to be a woman who's fully capable. And if she has the desires and is given the opportunity, then yeah, she could totally do it. Women as a whole remains to be seen.
0: Amy, any thoughts?
3: I agree with my sister.
0: (laughs) That was easy. Um, physiologically it's, there's very little to distinguish. Um, Men, in general, have better spatial awareness, um, which does have some you know, functionality in, in motor racing. Um, but Although
2: Roman Grosjean doesn't have... Uh, yeah. He's gotten better this year. There's <laughs> some
0: exceptions to this. But, I mean, we. Um, I think what Kelly kind of mentioned was important. I think most successful Formula One drivers started go-karting when they were small, small children. Like, I just saw a video the other day of Sebastian Vettel driving a go-kart at three and a half years old. And I think... There's just not very many five-year-old girls getting into go-karts with parents that are willing them on towards a career in motorsports. I think that's at this point, with Formula One being the top of the food chain, you pretty much need to have that kind of young exposure, and then, you know, fifteen, twenty years of financial support from family members or, or sponsors to get even noticed by a Formula
1: One team. Well, you tell you what, I'm about to be an uncle, so maybe.
4: Maybe I train this kid. Let's beat that three and a half. Let's get her it, in. A, hopefully, hopefully two. it
1: needs to be a girl. That's, that's actually,
4: yeah, that's the first requirement. Step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm
1: going to tell my sister, have a girl. Uh, so she will. She's a good. Sister. She'll flip that switch. She'll, she'll be like, all right, no problem. Just for you, Kelly. Uh, and we'll get this girl trained. You'll, you'll, you'll design. I will expose that. the crap out of this child.
2: <laughs> On a side note, true, know
1: that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> <true> racing.
2: <laughs> On a side note, does this mean we should be congratulating Kimba?
1: Nah. Oh, okay. Sure, yes, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't
0: told Melissa, so. Oh, really? No. Yep.
1: Oh, I keep forgetting who I've told and who I haven't. I'm, you told I'm me, and it was like uber secret. <laughs> uh, it might still be a secret. I'm not sure. She's it's okay. It'll, tell take,
2: it'll take Luke a month and a half to get this podcast yeah. posted. <laughs>
4: <That's true. laughs>
2: so it'll, by then, it'll be totally fine. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Kimba.
4: Travis, yeah. any thoughts at all? Yeah, I, I was kind of debating with myself. At first, I was thinking, well, it'll happen soon, but she won't come out of the U.S. just because Formula One isn't that popular. We can't here. even get a guy into Formula One. But but then I was thinking it, it could happen because you've got a, such a strong female role model here in Danica Patrick. Wait, 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 wait. Female role model well, I mean, and Danica
0: Patrick well, I and mean, Okay. You want me to show you <laughs> like five GoDaddy commercials? <laughs> I, know,
4: I know, but okay, just bear with me here. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, in what other country do young girls have a female racing driver that they can follow okay. and up to? And, I mean, she's in NASCAR now. So I think what has to happen is she has to continue to be somewhat successful and relevant. And Formula One has to, to remain in America in, in at least one or two races sure. so that people will actually start to care about F1 in America more than they do now. Because, you know, that girl could be out there, but if, if F1 leaves America in, you know, five years or whenever they're done, then she may not ever care about going to F1. She may just, you know, go to NASCAR and call it good, and we'll never know.
0: Here's my cynical last little thought. At the lower end of the Formula One grid, you often see pay drivers that are on the team simply because they bring big sponsorship my guess is that if we do see a woman in Formula One, it'll be because of that, that she will have some kind of big financial support and a team that's struggling financially will hire her just to get the money from the sponsor and she'll have fun, but she'll be at the back and could progress from there. But we don't often see people get you know, promoted from the back of the grid towards the front. So it's maybe a little bit cynical, but I think that seems like the most logical way it could happen.
1: Hmm.
0: Not my niece.
1: She's gonna be top of the okay. Uh, <laughs> time to pick. What does everybody pick? We got two pinks and a blue and a yellow. No greens yet. Oh wait, no, it's That's a green. green. Green, pink. We've had one blues. of each. Yes. Oh. Yellow. Gosh darn it! All right, I'll go with yellow. Cause science. Mercury ice. Tell me about Mercury ice. Wait, uh, isn't Mercury like close to the sun? All right, Kelly, can you <laughs> name the planets? Uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Sap. Jern, Neptune, Neptune. <laughs> and Uranus, and Pluto. Pluto.
0: I mean, we all, we all that
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so based on that placement, because you did do them in order, uh, you, did I actually get it right too?
1: I think I did. Almost. You got Almost. Them a little screwed up um, near the end. Uranus, Uranus before then Neptune. Neptune. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Otherwise, you did a fine job. Sweet. So, so what's the planet that's least likely to have ice, based just? On that scale. Jupiter. You'd imagine it would be Mercury Uh, (laughs) because it is the closest to the sun. And if you're guessing that the temperature of the planet is quite hot, you would be right. In the daytime, uh, it's about 800 degrees Fahrenheit. So, you know, it's pretty darn hot.
1: Get a good Um, tan
0: going. Although on the flip side, at nighttime, the backside of the, the planet, it gets well below zero. So you end up with things like you see on other planets that don't have atmospheres. It's just like Mars or anywhere else.
2: But it spins so fast, doesn't it?
0: No. So oh. here's the here's the secret to Mercury's ice. Uh, whereas the planet Earth has a tilted axis relative to the sun that allows the poles to get some amount of light on them uh, because it's kind of off axis. Mercury spins exactly, you know, perpendicular to the orbit it has with the sun. So yeah. the poles never actually get any yeah, real exposure. Like yeah. yeah, they 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 just they never interact. see the sun. So they're Deflected light, per- they're yeah. permanently in negative 280 degrees Fahrenheit temperature on the poles. So what scientists are theorizing has happened is that over all this period of time, comets and asteroids have been slamming into it and depositing its ice and it's staying as ice on the planet um with no way for it to melt. Um, what's been really fascinating though lately is that uh, Messenger, which is the the probe we've got up there, has even seen some organic materials that seem similar to coal or tar. Um, so that'd be kind of an interesting way to to look for any kind of sign of life or meaningful um, advancement. If you've got, you know, if it could be like tar or or something like that near that kind of boundary there layer like, between the cold yeah, and Yeah, is there like a sweet spot? There must be a sweet spot somewhere. So it's kind of interesting to see what might be found there. The challenge is that all of this information is more from computer models than actual data. Um, they they don't have any probe on the planet to investigate and see what kind of substance these are. That would be a
1: heck of a probe to survive that kind of a, an environment. That's yeah. the thing.
0: It's it's far too cold for anything
4: to like land and have meaningful um, functionality. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I read a Kurt Vonnegut book where they land on Mercury. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, pretty Did sure they have a Wait, who, who's they? Who, who's the lander? Uh, I can't remember. Humans? Yeah, humans. Just for fun. Uh, no, they got stranded there. On their way to what? I can't remember. I just remember they were on Mercury, and it was it was weird. I only <laughs> I've only read that book once. <laughs> Curious. But I'm pretty sure it was Kurt Vonnegut. That sounds like a pretty messed up planet to land on. You pretty
1: much hosed unless you land in the sweet spot. Yeah, or your ships, you know, just good with. Two hundred. <laughs> you just yeah. hang out inside the ship forever. I mean if you're out in space, that's like four hundred below, so.
0: Well either way you don't want to really be. Yeah, true. In fact, depending on who draws another card,
4: we can get into that. All right. Travis. Nice. Travis, complete the loop. I have to do the blue one. Do it. Okay, from David in Seattle. Uh, where did Luke's hatred of Ferrari come from? Kelly and I were just talking about this we in the were. car
1: Really? Wow, yeah, on the way over here I was telling him how you hate You like won't wear Puma product because they support It is true they endorse, I, I yeah. have
0: full boycott on all uh, Sponsors, in fact, just recently This season, they started uh, having UPS Sponsorships, so now I ship everything FedEx <laughs> So, yeah That's been interesting You are straight up ridiculous yep. No shell gasoline, no Acer computers <laughs> this, this the whole thing so this all started back in the late 90s. Formula One is both a, an individual sport and a team sport. And some teams allow their two drivers to race fairly against each other. And Ferrari's like company directive has always been, we have one favorite driver and one support driver that has the duty, the responsibility to support the favorite driver. So I always thought that was really messed up. And sure enough, over the course of years, watching that unfold has been really frustrating where they will, I mean, just actively penalize their second driver to promote the success of their first driver and a number of other things along the way where one team will get in trouble for cheating and Frey will do the same thing and won't get in trouble at all. So it's kind of like this favoritism thing going on that also kind of gets to me, but mainly it's team orders in Formula One, um, Mm -hmm. which I just, I have such a hard time with. In fact, apparently a lot of other people do because, the recent race in Malaysia had some team orders at the end of it, and the F1 world exploded. So, well,
3: you do know that um, Ferrari believes that they should get an extra vote when dealing with the the agreements because they've been there for so long.
0: Really? Yes. Well, they get an extra $20 million a year because they've been there so long.
3: They believe that they should get an extra vote, also that they should get extra cars on the track, that they should be the team that gets extra cars on the track should the field drop below 16.
0: Wow. So, yeah, this this is the kind of stuff that makes me hate yeah. Ferrari. <laughs> they've got this entitled attitude of, we're the most important, therefore we should have extra power. Yeah. Um,
2: so, question, though. Yeah. If Ferrari were to get mad and take its toys home in a huff, I mean that would have an impact, though, on Formula One's bottom line. I mean, the, huge. Their their attitude isn't totally unjustified. I guess is my point. That I mean, the additional twenty million dollars ensures that Ferrari stays in the sport where they are the most popular team in the world. I I guess on some level, can you? I mean, you're Mister like cutthroat, do whatever you gotta do in most situations. I mean, don't you have to grant that like they're just play in the game, how they see it?
0: I, I totally see the inconsistency there. Um, I think I, I mean, as we discussed in the, uh, the wrestling video episode from a few episodes back, like I take sportsmanship and, and sporting fairness, like unreasonably seriously, especially for me and my like business perspectives. So even though they do have kind of a favored position that's justified, I still find that kind of unlevel playing field, just distasteful. I feel like it kind of cheapens the whole sport when some teams get preferential treatment. Um, and I, I I get it that if they did take their toys and went home, like f one would have a huge financial you know downturn because people wouldn't support them, buy their merchandise, go to the races, whatever. But I, don't, I guess it's not I would say it's not the job of the governing body to maintain a favored status for anybody. I mean, the whole point of a governing body is to keep it fair, I would
4: think. um, so, that kind of preferential treatment just seems somehow wrong. I hear a lot of the same complaints with the NBA. Really? Uh, I think I I heard a statistic recently, and I could be wrong, but since the NBA and the ABA merged back in the 70s or whatever it was, I wasn't alive, uh, it's like the same eight or nine teams have won every NBA championship where they've got 30 or 32 in the league. There's there's no parity. They're just these other teams there in the small markets like Charlotte and... You know, all these little cities, New Orleans, they're just schedule fillers. You know, they just Hmm. pad the schedule. And then, you know, teams like L.A. and Boston and New York, they're the ones that people really care about. And they they get all the breaks.
3: People forget that there are, in fact, two teams in L.A. Yeah. What about Miami? Is Miami one of the original?
4: Clippers and the Lakers. Oh, yep.
3: My point exactly.
4: (laughs) But (laughs) but guess which one is in the playoffs right now? I'm guessing the Lakers. No. The Clippers? Yeah. Wow.
1: Hey, good for you I know nothing
4: about basketball.
3: I only know things about basketball because I had a professor who really liked it, and one of the people I went to Africa wouldn't stop talking about it.
1: (laughs) All I know about basketball is you can break your leg. It's a bad idea. I know. I need to see that video. I've heard it's it's pretty bad. It's rough. No. All right.
2: He's okay, though. Yeah. Good. good. For a guy with
0: a broken leg. Yes. (laughs) All right, David. Hopefully that answers your question. All right, Amy.
3: From Kyle in Vancouver. uh, Which restaurant serves your favorite pizza? Uh...
1: Oh, I know Luke's.
3: I have a guess on Luke's as well.
2: Yeah.
1: Wait, what? I don't even have mine. Oh wait. Yeah. Uh, the, the rock. The, yeah. The rock. The crazy the crazy train. train. The crazy train at the yep. rock is my favorite
0: pizza. It's got caramelized onions and like no, pel- bel- not bell pepper, some kind of actual pepper. <laughs> yeah. It's like like a, actual hot it's peppers. Like chili pepper of and, some kind of uh, like chili like peppers, peppercorn bacon. And it's pretty it's awesome. Pretty fantastic. It's spicy though. Yeah. People in, in like, you don't want to kiss anybody for
1: like three hours afterwards. Cause or you know. ever use the bathroom ever again <laughs> or that. <laughs> Uh, that's probably one of my favorites too, actually. The crazy train or yeah. just the rock. Okay. Yeah. The crazy train. Cause <laughs> it, you and I always like share one. Cause that, I right? can't get Melissa to share it with
4: me unless <laughs> she's feeling
1: very generous. Yeah. That's good enough for me. All
4: right. Anybody else? Uh, well, it depends on how broke I am. <laughs> okay. Expensive okay. pizza. What is it? Oh, expensive pizza. That's hard to say. I'm still exploring all the different pizza options in the, the Olympia area. Dirty Dave's has the gay 90s it's got cashews and stuff on it it's pretty good Melissa likes that one a lot or if I'm broke a hot and ready from Little Caesars. it's pretty hard to beat five gross. bucks those five dollar pieces are gross yeah
0: about as gross as me sneezing
2: I so as I'm thinking about it if you cook it in a wood fired oven I'm pretty happy with it no matter what I, pretty much, yeah. I mean, because I'm having a hard time like nailing down an absolute favorite.
0: You like the one downtown? We get at Logatana. I like
2: Gatana, downtown Olympia. It's it's a little spendy, but it's good pizza, really fresh, uh, tasty stuff. I like Italia, which is owned by the people who who own Ramblin Jacks oh, yeah, it's no here no on no the west side. Things. They have like, good gelato. They also have good gelato, so you get pizza and gelato places. I mean, Farellis. I like Farellis pizza in Lacey, which again, wood fired oven. Can't go wrong.
0: But you don't have a favorite pizza? No. Okay. What is your favorite topping to put on pizza?
2: Ooh, cashews. It's a good All choice. Right. I often don't get to eat them because no, I mean, there are many, many people who don't seem to like cashews on their it pizza. It just sounds
0: weird until you try it. Like I had oh. some gay 90s the other day. It's and fantastic. it was surprisingly oh. good.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. Okay, maybe it's just Amy who ruins my fun.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she does that for everybody. Amy, what's your favorite pizza?
3: Um... Melissa reminded me about the Lagatana pizza. I kind of forgot because it's been so long. Um, I don't know. I Honestly, I really do like Burry City. I if do I, too. If I have to, if I'm not going out to sit and eat pizza, like if pizza's coming to me, that's what I would prefer Yeah, if
0: Yeah, if, if you're saying that I have to choose a pizza that's not made in a wood fire, it'd be Burry City. Yeah. It's dependable.
3: Their, their crust is actually worth eating. because Some of the other brands, you don't bother eating the whole crust because it's gross. Um, I, I really like the Lagatana pizza that we had. It's the prosciutto and something. Do you remember? I don't know. Arugula, maybe? No. Isn't know. that arugula. a green leaf of some kind? Yes. Um, I don't know. But prosciutto on pizza is amazing. Is um, that that
0: like thin, hammy stuff? Yes. yes. Yeah. it's salty. I do not like that stuff.
3: You're weird. <laughs> um, but I also had one at... Um, Italia that had uh, Greek olives on it, which was surprisingly good.
0: Were there pits inside? No. Okay, just checking.
3: They chop them up. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. It so added we,
3: a nice tang to we
2: the We like pizza.
0: wood-fired pizzas, apparently. Yes. Or if you're cheap, terrible, awful Little Caesars pizza. Right.
1: What about you? Travis learned that you should not cook your burrito with a lighter.
4: Wait, today. what? Oh, yeah, today, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I got a frozen burrito from our little vending area at our kitchen at work. And uh, there was a little, little peninsula of shredded beef and cheese and stuff that had worked its way out of one of the folds of the burrito, Mm -hmm. just kind of sticking out there like a weird appendage. And there was a lighter on the counter, so I just I held the lighter up to this little beef sickle, (laughs) and 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 lit it, and decided, no, I should try a bite. Um, But all I tasted was butane.
0: Yep. Yeah. And it was still pretty frozen. You should not hit the table because Kelly will punch you in the face. Yeah. It's happened yeah. to a real
4: person. Yep.
0: All right, my turn? Yes. Uh, pink card. Would you rather have an ugly, loyal dog or a prize-winning, a snobby cat? Dog. Cat. Cat. Dog. Ooh. Dog. Oh, no. Dog wins. <laughs> dog well, well, wins. How did you do that?
2: Well, I don't want a snobby cat. All yeah. cats are snobby. But that's what I mean. If it's just a regular cat, I know how snobby it's going to be, and I can deal with that level of snobby. But if it's a a snobby cat, that's like some astronomical level of disdain that I just can't (laughs) abide in my home.
0: Yeah. That's a good word for describing cats. They're disdainful of everything. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. All right. That was an easy... I thought we were gonna have Poppy with us. Uh, I figured we'd do a
1: a cat versus dog. That's right, Poppy. She was gonna be here, but she's happier at home right now. So, blue card. It's upside down. From Noah in North Dakota. He's my boy. Why are all of the seasons starting and ending later, Luke? I've no idea. He posted a picture
0: the
4: other day of his truck covered in snow, and he was like, I what the hell? I think it's
2: because you're in North Dakota.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't move there.
4: Yeah. I was, I was going, going to, to say because of the writer's strike, but that's the wrong kind of season. <laughs> 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 and that was three years ago. <laughs> good answer, though.
1: Do we feel like that's happening here? Have no. We had some- uh, no, not really. It's I, actually been a pretty good that's, that's
0: season. ending later. Well, so Minnesota has still been getting snow pretty regularly
4: for April. I know Colorado Almost has. May. But that's normal for Colorado. Yeah.
2: And we actually had a normal winter this year with, you know, a lot of rain and not feet of snow. We didn't have any yeah. snow as far
4: as I.
0: I mean, we yeah, had a, a little, little dusting. dusting. Yeah. yeah.
3: I, I mean, the rain started later than normal this year.
0: Because I remember it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah.
3: I remember like desperate but for it to so actually well. start raining because we, we hadn't had any rain since I think August and it was. Mm, Partway into October before it started raining, and I was desperate for it to rain because it felt so weird mm-hmm. not being just soaked. So that's constantly. kind of what Kelly's thinking. It must or, be from here. Yes.
0: What Noah was saying though is that the seasons are later, so mean that means that summer was later.
3: I I don't think it was later. It was just slower this to start.
2: Year, yeah, this like, year. I mean, I don't I don't know that I could qualify that as an actual trend. Because um, the past three years we had either. Heinous snowstorms or just crazy floods. I mean, really the last They're five years. The same thing, but yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, the last five years. You know, it's been some kind of like crazy disaster weather in the Pacific Northwest over the winter, and we didn't have that this year. Yeah, it
1: was totally non heinous. Which
2: is <laughs> which is much more what I remember growing up around here. Um so the fact that it didn't rain until October, it's it's just one of those years. Sure. All
1: right. So we don't have an answer for you, Noah. Sorry. Come back. It's because of fascism.
2: And the fact that you're in North Dakota.
1: <laughs> don't ask me to explain that. You made bad choices.
4: <laughs> okay, it's my turn. Um, pink. This or that. Pulp or no pulp?
0: No pulp. Pulp oh all the no. Pulp. No. Pulp. I want my orange juice to be just watery smooth. No, that's wrong. Because you get all the good vitamins. I don't want vitamins. I don't drink orange juice for vitamins. I drink it because it tastes good, and I it do not want It tastes amazing chunks. with pulp. No. Yeah. That's like saying milk tastes good when it's curdled. No, it's not. It's the same thing. <laughs> no, it it's not. In it. <laughs> no,
1: it's not, because the milk has gone bad at that point. The I think that's bad orange juice. juice. I think no. orange juice starts out nice and pure. No, and it doesn't. smooth <laughs> and creamy. No, and it,
5: it doesn't. <laughs> if, if there's it's,
1: no pulp, it makes me pulpy? wonder if it's no. good for
4: real is, oranges.
3: It is completely wrong. How is orange juice creamy?
0: Just smooth. You know, no no bits. He wants to add milk. Assistant.
2: Right, so like orange You got Julius. two pulps?
0: Two pulps. Yep. No pulp. Ladies?
2: I want it to taste like oranges. So you can have that without pulp. pulp. Well, no, but I guess can't. that's my thing. Like, I don't... The, the level of pulp...
0: You can't abstain.
2: Is The level of pulp is less significant to me so long as it tastes like it came from an orange rather than the orange food coloring. <laughs> so no Sunny D for you. No yeah. Sunny D for me. Not since I was
1: 14. Nor purple stuff. So,
0: pulp? No pulp?
3: I want it somewhere in the middle. Oh,
2: God. Low, low, so that's a, that's low a vote pulp. for pulp.
0: Low pulp. That's still I, a vote for pulp. I, I, don't, I, want, think it is. I yeah.
3: don't want, like, dripping in pulp, the bottom of the carton. I want, but I want some bits because that makes sure that it tastes it's like authentic. an orange. All right,
0: Melissa, the same thing. Low pulp. I just want it to taste like
3: oranges.
1: So we have three pulps. Stay. She does that every time. Yeah, we have three <laughs> pulps, <laughs> a no pulp, and a quality over <laughs> quantity. <laughs> so, fair enough. Pulp pulps. wins. Mm. Or loses.
2: <laughs> Here's a really important question that you should all take very seriously. Which spy universe has the better gadgets? <laughs> James Bond or Mission
1: Impossible? Yeah. It's been a long time since I've actually seen I know, an I'm episode of Mission Impossible. The thing
0: about James Bond things is they always seem very goofy, not very functional. Eh, I don't know It's like bazooka shoes Or something stupid Ejector seats like, Or a watch nice. with a
1: friggin laser on it And yeah nice. Or a Lights. ring that can shatter glass I'd rather have red light green light gum For Mission Impossible 1 Can we include Austin okay.
4: Powers in this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> were there any gadgets in there? Sharks with laser beams attached That wasn't a gadget yeah. okay. Freaking heads okay. man <laughs> uh, Time traveling cars Okay that's fair
0: No Austin Powers is not allowed <laughs>
2: I think the volume of gadgets in James Bond makes, just because there's so many more movies, and for most people our age, Mission Impossible is just the movies, not the TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got all this volume of James Bond gadgetry to draw from, and and it is so much more remarkable for its goofiness than, like, I don't remember any technology from Mission Impossible's 2 or 3. I remember the red light, green light gum from
0: number one. And, and sweet, like, face masks that you can rip off. Yeah,
2: I'd completely forgotten about oh, that. because so all good. I Because what I actually remembered were the gecko gloves from four. Um, yeah, those were the things But, I mean, they just, like, maybe they're almost, they're trying too hard to seem realistic, even though they're not. And I'll take the campy anytime.
0: So you, you like the James Bond gadgets? I'm
2: throwing my vote with Daniel Craig, yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause I know you're going to vote for mission impossible just cause it has Tom Cruise. Yes. Even though that's not the point of the question, it's totally <laughs> the point
0: of the question, which person looks the best while using their the gadgets. Duh. Um, yeah, but so. he's
1: only been in the movies. He did. What about the TV show? I didn't watch the TV the show. Cartoon and cartoon, the, uh, the Korean wait. wait, remake. wait. Are you sure what? there was a cartoon? What? Probably. You're just making all this up. <laughs> he just said it with what enough
0: confidence. I think we'd question it. Yeah. I don't remember anything about cartoons or video it's games. It's
1: actually called impossible mission. It had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> But okay. Yeah, I'm going with Bond too. Yeah. Cause freaking sharks. What like invisible cars and um, yeah. dumb stuff? How is an invisible car dumb? Especially when it can like it has spikes on its tires and you can drive on a, a wall, wall of yeah. ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or 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 you know, things. Genetic technology to make a Korean guy suddenly a white dude. That's not a gadget. These are all coming in the same movie. Totally yes. <laughs> that is
4: totally. Kelly's attack. only seen one James Bond movie. Is That's that a, the same uh, other day? Yes. That was a terrible movie. It was awful. How, how he, he ruined DVD, everything. Yeah. How about, okay, how about
1: A Fire Breathing Dragon? What?
0: That's not a James Bond Yeah, it
1: is. Which one? The very first one, Dr. No. Well, it was it was like a tank with a flamethrower on the front. That's problem. not the same. I I do you remember a drag. Drag. that? Yes, that's
4: uh, totally that a gadget. So, that's Dang. not a
0: gadget. That's just a tank with a flamethrower. We have those. It's a things. Gadget. Okay, but the people well, thought it was a dragon. Anymore, but. They thought it was a dragon. The people thought it was a dragon on the island.
4: Doesn't make any sense. When I think gadget, I think small scale. A car at the biggest.
2: So the underwater car?
4: <gasps> okay,
1: the Lotus. Right. Yeah, the underwater yeah. car. How about the, uh, the 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 car, the remote control car that the BMW seven fifty that Pierce, Pierce yep. was driving from the back seat with his little. Well, touchpad. Why would I
0: want a remote control car?
1: Because people are shooting at you with bazookas. That
0: doesn't why. happen. <laughs> the the face mask because, that I can be somebody else. No, because
1: because you don't. Have one of these cars, it doesn't happen.
0: That's why. <laughs> so, you're saying that once I get a, a Bond gadget, everybody starts shooting at me? Yeah. Because then I'm definitely not choosing
2: that. <laughs> well, if you're a Mission Impossible guy, you he have to run blow for... you up. And yeah. you have to run
0: for a sandstorm. That's true. I have to run everywhere, apparently, because <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of running involved. <laughs> there's yeah. always running in Tom Cruise movies. Um, yeah, I'm sticking with my Mission Impossible.
1: Hey. Wait, okay. So, we have Mission Impossible for you. I'm Bond. Melissa's Bond, what did we get from you, Travis? I'm, I'm definitely Bond. Bond, we got three Bonds,
4: it's already one. Sounds like four.
3: I was going to say, was there a question? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, four Bonds. Have, have you met our family?
2: Well, I know
4: you'd like them, but they're just silly. Am I allowed to vote if I've never seen an entire Mission Impossible movie?
2: Yes, totally allowed to vote. You might be be
4: staying late after this podcast. I didn't. (laughs) I I tried to watch the first one because it was on Netflix. I tried to watch it a few weeks ago, and I got about maybe twenty-five minutes in, and I just had to give up.
0: Oh, you missed the Thanks to Kelly, I think I own all but the fourth one.
4: Right? Yeah. You bought me the three pack,
0: and then gave them to you one at a time because you're cheap.
3: Yep. <laughs> yep. Also, Just I would like to point like out a bunch of cool stuff. that James Bond has been around for 50 years and Top Gear did a 50 cars of James Bond. So really how could his gadgets not be cool?
0: Mm-hmm. Fun fact, the Bond movie with Pierce Brosnan where there is oil being transported in like Turkey, the world is not enough, whatever. Yes. So when they made that partnership with BMW to have the car ready for that movie, uh, the car was promised. It was a Z oh, eight, and that it actually cut in half. it actually didn't get put into production yet. Like BMW is running way behind schedule, and the movie people were like, "We need something for this film. Like you got to give us something." So they just threw together like a tube frame kit car and put the skin of the Z eight over the top of it, and that's why he basically didn't use it at all for the film. Wow. He drove it like up to something, and then it got cut in half by a helicopter. Huh. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was totally a useless car. Bummer. All right. Oh, I have to pick a
3: card. Science, science. Fine. Oh brain freezes.
0: Excellent. I was thinking about this the other day when I got one. So brain freezes actually were a medical mystery for a long, long time. It's only until like just recently that someone has a theory of what's going on. The Who, who are these people? Melissa always likes to when I to give credit. Jorge Serrado from the Harvard Medical School. Um, put people in this essentially like real-time brain scanning device that would allow him to like watch all of the veins and everything moving. He had them sip water, ice water, through a straw aimed at the top of their mouth as fast as they could until they got the brain freeze. Then they'd tell him, then he'd look, then it'd stop, then he'd look. Trying to figure out exactly what's going on. He Is,
2: is it actually in your brain? Because well, I always assumed it was like sinuses or something. He is
0: fairly confident that the anterior cerebral artery is what's causing it. Uh, He thinks what's happening is that your brain is registering a drop in temperature and it's widening that artery to let more blood get to your brain to combat the cold. And the extra cranial pressure from that artery widening is what causes
4: your brain freeze to feel so awful. That's the opposite Mm. of what I've always heard. I thought it was the the cold hits the roof of your mouth, makes all those blood vessels and arteries contract, and you lose blood to the brain. It's the opposite. And the trick was to stick your tongue against the roof of your mouth.
0: Your brain is trying to heat itself up. Really? Re- resist the cold, and by widening that thing to full capacity, it's like ah, too much pressure.
4: And then when it registers, it's eased up. It but the deep. same the same fix still works because if you put your tongue against the roof of your mouth, it it warms it up. Yeah, interesting.
2: Yep. So why does my nose hurt?
4: <sighs> your brain, you, your,
2: your is
1: anterior uh vein is <laughs> positioned weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it loops through your nose. I don't. You should go to the doctor. Get I don't. Know, I, yeah.
2: I mean, I, I, <laughs> my theory would have involved like. Like the blood vessels near your sinuses being I'll cold. I bet there's other like, vessels
0: it like,
1: doing stuff too. It feels like- well, it
0: could be the added pressure in all of those capillaries because the blood, I mean, the blood has to go somewhere. Right. So it could just be like a whole like brain face overload. Okay. Um, they're hoping that this research will help them be able to deal with uh, migraines better, making some kind of prescription or whatever that keeps maybe that vein from enlarging at all. Like possibly that's what's causing migraines or, you know, what kind of controls they might be able to put in place.
2: So... I want to know when this guy made his research grant proposal to get funding for this. Did he tell people that he was going to study brain freezes? I need, I need
0: millions of dollars for ice cream.
2: Or did he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or did he pitch it as, well, and I'm thinking like the grant committee, would it be more compelling for somebody to say, I want to research brain freezes because they freak me out? <laughs> or to be like, well, maybe it could have some bearing on, you know, migraines and stuff. And I I think
0: the first one, he I gives,
2: really hope he just pitched it as a brain he, freeze. He gives study. like an
0: itemized like cost breakdown and there's like, Six hundred thousand dollars worth of like slushies, and they're like, uh, "What?
4: The brain freeze as a keyword is going to bring the publicity." I feel like. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: You got to make it as shocking. Has as
0: as
4: anyone
1: possible. ever tried to cure a migraine by giving themselves a brain freeze? I don't know. I, I need to find someone that gets my. Would have, and Yeah. Would it have a bearing on it? I wonder
0: if that studies. Do we before. know anybody that has chronic migraines? I do. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go buy you either. a slushie. No, no, it's not
4: me.
1: Oh. Oh. oh we so me. know no. people. Gotcha. I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh.
4: But I feel like when somebody's having a migraine, that's not the best time to convince them to do something.
1: Hey, <laughs> hey how about you give yourself a
0: brain freeze like, they start screaming yeah. at you? <laughs> Go to my me! It might fix it. Probably not. All right, my turn. My theory <clears> is sound. From Carly in Kent, how much does fuel economy matter to you,
1: if at all? Less and less. Really? My Well, my car gets not a lot of gas mileage. Anymore. The new one? Well, it, when I first got it, my first... My first tank because you were got, hot rodding. No, I got 27 miles a gallon. Ooh. It was pretty good. Uh This last one, I got 24. <laughs> um, is that because you're you're doing more awesome? I'm, I'm things? giving it a little more oomph now, and that's apparently. mostly city
4: driving too, though, right?
1: That is more. That's
4: not, not bad driving. Yeah, it's not too.
0: Yeah, bad. that's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Melissa's just barely broke that driving to Portland and back with no city driving. Jeez, we got, Which tw- car we got that? 27 on the Subaru out there. Oh, it's usually like 20. It's pretty bad my car is about Damn. 23 and here so i want a subaru here well my subaru is
2: 20 years old <laughs> yeah. to be fair and not in particularly immaculate condition
0: so how, does fuel economy matter to you at all
2: um yes but not enough to make me go buy a brand new car i guess the yeah the
0: math on that doesn't really work
2: yeah out. so i mean it it when i'm in the market for a new car fuel economy will be a factor that will matter to me if my car were to suddenly drop to crazy low miles per gallon, that would matter to me a lot. But right now, it it's not the determining factor for me. My car is relatively safe. It runs pretty well. It gets me from place to place. I mostly don't get wet when it's raining. Um, you know, it's fine.
0: Amy, you just got a car for your first car. Congratulations. You it get. probably doesn't get good gas mileage because it's a tank. Whoa, really? Yes. The Buick? Well the, the Buick yes. is hers. Whoa. Yes.
1: Did you buy that?
3: My, my granddad bought it for me. I had to pay the taxes
0: on it. So I Whoa. got it for $300. Congrats. Nice. <laughs> it's
1: a pretty well good deal.
3: Done.
0: So any idea of the gas mileage yet? Have you even filled
3: um, it up? Well, I haven't filled it all the way up because I gave up. part
0: Because you're cheating. <laughs> you just got tired. You're like, and eh, I'm bored.
3: I'm done. <laughs> um, uh, I mostly do city driving because getting on the freeway to get to and from work is kind of a little useless. It's not... It's not a shorter distance. Mm -hmm. City driving, it's only, you know, about 15 miles a gallon, city driving. But it's a giant car and it's heavy. And I I finally am not terrified of the thing just by the fact that it's just so big. Uh, My friends do call it a tank, though. It's huge. Um, But, I mean, if I were to buy a new car, yes, it would matter. What about you, Travis?
4: Fuel economy. Back to the question. It's honestly not very important to me because I just don't drive that much. I mean, I'd, I'd take the bus to work a lot. I'd bike and walk places when I can You sound like you're very cheap. I'm frugal, yeah. Yes, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a nice term. But I don't know. what when, when I do drive, I, I do like to drive aggressively. I have a slow car, but it's fun to drive a slow car fast. It
0: is very fun.
4: And it still gets pretty good gas mileage. Word. All right, Kelly. What? Oh, it's
1: my turn. Pink or green. Green or pink. Eeny, meeny, miny, green. Do you think... Search engine utilization should be a bigger focus in our education system. Uh, so
2: to interpret the question, yeah, for those of you us, who confused, um, basically how to find the information you want on the internet, because it's probably out there in a format that is acceptable to your teacher. Um, but you you need, I mean, in simplest terms, it's how to create a search term that gets you the actual information you want, rather than just typing in a fully formed Question, what are the main causes of imperialism in Africa in the 1870s? If you type in all of those words, you're going to get wiki answers because somebody else typed in all those words. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to get the articles that are, you know, perhaps way over your head scholarly. But there are some well-written, reasonable articles on just about any topic that you could probably find and get um, if you have the right search terms.
0: But I heard someone mention this the other day that teachers are probably not using their time wisely if they're only teaching in an old school fashion. If they're just teaching them the facts, you know, this is what imperialism looked like in Africa in the 1800s, instead addressing that, but then trying to help kids, whether it's for a science class, math class, history class, reading class, like understand how to use the internet or the library or whatever it might be in this case, the internet to get that knowledge in the eventuality that they someday need it.
2: And I mean, <clears throat> the a little bit of education nerdery here for a minute. Um, the new common core standards that are rolling out. If you pay any attention to education news at all, this is like,
0: there's a lot of blank faces here. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's, it's
2: either the new hotness or the new panic, depending on how you feel about common core. But the idea is that for, um, for math reading and writing, there are new standards being adopted by, a significant portion of states in the United States that all of all these states are agreeing are good standards and for reading and writing um, particularly for reading one of the standards involves um, technology utilization for Finding and gathering information. Um, There's a higher emphasis in Common Core on informational text that students actually need more exposure to nonfiction text in proportion to their fiction exposure. And Hmm. has English teachers all freaked out because it's like, well, do we have to read automotive repair manuals instead (laughs) of The Great Gatsby? Yes. Um, And the answer is actually no, um, because the, the Common Core standards apply in all classes where reading is taught. So, for example, my history class or a science class is addressing a lot of the informational text uh, learning that students will need to do. So to answer the question, cause I'm probably the only one at the table with like a real investment in the we answer just to this question. Yes, ourselves. absolutely. And I'm going to leave you to that in just a minute. <laughs> I'm going to answer the question. Do I think that search engine utilization should be a bigger uh, focus in our educational system? Yes. Do I think I can do it? Not with my current skill set.
0: Wait, really? Like yeah. you guys aren't educated enough in that capacity or? Well,
2: so you are better at searching for information on the internet than I am. That's fair. And and it's actually, I mean, I, I will admit freely that it is one of my weaknesses as a teacher is teaching that part of research skills. I can do a lot of the other research skills teaching with my students and structure things for them so that they can be successful um, with evaluating reliability of sources once they find them taking notes to pull out significant information from the sources I can do all those pieces but the actual going from I think I want to know something to I found the thing I wanted I'm not I'm not very good at that for myself and so I know I don't do a very good job teaching that to my students and I'm not sure how to get good enough at it that I can teach it better than I currently do which is not well
0: so. how about you, Travis? You got a daughter. You actually probably care about this stuff because yeah. she's going to need to know it eventually. I, I or she'll have like a chip put in her brain.
4: I think it's definitely important because I, I think googling is a skill. And like, like you could have like a
0: googling 101 class. Or what do you mean?
4: Yeah, I mean I don't know about a whole class dedicated <laughs> to it. But being able to to use the correct terms and phrases and the different tools that Google has that most people don't even know about. Uh, is really important for getting what you want. And I, I've read and talked to a lot of like IT professionals, for example, help desk people who say when you ask them a question, they don't know the answer. They they just know how to Google it. <laughs> and they're, they're just reading verbatim off of whatever one of the top results in Google was that has the answer right there. I mean, it, it, it's not about knowing. It's just about knowing how to find it. It's, it's pretty uh, as Melissa kind of complimented me or, or put herself down, I'm not sure
0: how that one went, but saying that I'm better at searching for things. I, I'm, it's very rare for me to do any kind of a Google search, whether it's uh, you know images, text, even YouTube, without utilizing filtering at some point. I, I filter just about every internet search I do on anything, whether it's a forum or Google or YouTube or whatever, because I want, I'm looking for something mm-hmm. and I'm not willing to have a high, you know, signal to noise ratio or whatever low, you know, like I, I want it and I don't want to jump through a bunch of hoops digging and digging and digging. I want it on the first three. Yeah. So.
2: I think the challenge though with the educational piece is that one of the additional filters that students are going to need that we as adults <clears throat> don't necessarily impose, I don't even know if Google would allow you to filter it, but uh, readability level.
0: Oh, um, so you don't get medical journals when you're looking for something for your science project. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Because you, if you can't read <clears throat> a medical journal well enough to understand what it's talking about, or if you don't know enough about medical journals to skip to the part that's actually relevant for you, that source is, is useless. Um, and yes, th- there's value to learning how to read a medical journal, but when you're in the seventh or eighth or ninth grade, you may just need to know something about malaria.
4: (laughs) I think anybody who's had to try to use Wikipedia to try and answer like an engineering or math problem in my case knows that it's just hopeless because the only people that are knowledgeable enough to write these articles on calculus and differential equations and all of the stuff that I had to look up, you know, they've got degrees in mathematics and it may as well be Greek you know, I, I just need to, to I think get some of those this.
2: symbols are in fact, <laughs>
4: <laughs> good point. But, but, but what I'm saying is, you know, the only people that can write that they're just, they're writing for people just like themselves who yeah. can understand that they're not writing for your average college or high school student. And there's, there's not a, I guess people don't know where to go to get answers that are written out for them instead of for professionals. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember when I looked up the
1: that was it P versus NP. Oh yeah, I, I tried to understand it, and I kind—I of, mean, I got the general gist, but all the, oh my God, <laughs> the when they went into it and how people were actually trying to solve it, it was just crazy. P versus NP is one of those unsolved equations that they're not sure is actually solvable, <laughs> but if you do, you win like a million bucks. Really? So, yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Amy, any <laughs> thoughts?
3: I think I agree largely with Melissa, mostly in the. I'm not very good at finding the terms once I have once I have the documents once I have the inf- like the, the piece I can pull stuff out of it and filter through that way but I think that in in both high school and college it would have been it would have would have been a lot less stressful if I had the skill set to search better so I think that in in mm-hmm. that context teaching it wouldn't be harmful necessarily but I mean, there are going to be some people that are just going to be good at it and some people that are going to struggle with it a lot more,
0: no matter what. Sure. Random little tip for anybody using Chrome. There is an extension called Blocklist you can get that allows you to block URLs, so when you get to a search that has stuff like wiki answers or Yahoo answers or any of those thoroughly unhelpful websites, you can just like hit the block list little icon and they'll never show up in your Google search again. It's fantastic.
2: Can I make it do that for other people?
0: <laughs> I wish. I should do it on my mom's computer. That's not a bad idea. Oh, yeah. All right. Travis, you want to ask one last question? I think we got the time.
4: All right. Do you think mankind will put a person on the surface of Mars by 2050? And if so, which country will be the first to accomplish this? Red Bull. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Red Bull's not a, not a country. <laughs> it will though. be soon. Yeah. It's not a bad country. Those take over Austria. They'll, they'll oh, build their own God. island. Yep. So do you think it'll happen? You got what? 37 years?
2: I think it's more important do you actually think it will be a like a, a government sponsored anything
0: think it'll like Think it will be like SpaceX or something?
2: Well, That almost, any more, that almost seems more logical. Actually,
0: you just brought up a good point. Uh, There is a company that is planning to do this in 2022? Is that um, Bronson's? No, no, this is a different company, but it's a one-way trip. Like, they're very upfront about 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 it, and they're looking for people that are willing to start training now to be a selected candidate for that that journey, which I think sounds pretty awesome. (laughs) I'm married. I'm not going to put my name in the hat. I wouldn't be selected anyway, but... I would totally do a one-way trip to Mars. That'd be amazing. I oof. I'd miss my. I'd miss dogs. everything. Yeah, everything. Gravity. I'd
1: <laughs> well, miss, for, for yeah, a while. I'd miss standard gravity.
2: I think the risks are so high, though, that I don't. I don't see most governments. Well, what? What does a like having private, enough support to put the resources into?
0: What does a private company get from this? I mean, there isn't a real benefit to going to Mars, other than to say you did.
1: That's is, what they get. Is hubris. Yeah. This, well, eventually they set up a colony, right? I mean, for what? For a while. I don't know. To <laughs> Eventually you have trips. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that happening.
0: It, it's a pretty horrible journey. Probably. I could just lock you in a closet with a blindfold and it'd be basically the same thing, except <laughs> you'd have gravity. True. <laughs> True.
1: Probably better food, too.
0: All right. Anybody want to guess 50 years or 37 years? Will it happen?
1: Let's just do that. I bet. I yeah. bet it could happen. I don't. I'm not going to say it would, but it, it's possible. I think. We're, I think the technology is just about there. It could be here now.
4: Yeah. I just I mean, think yeah. that we we don't have the the funding, and it's not a priority for people. And I don't know that it will be for quite a while. Yeah, I don't think people realize that the
1: sun is going to burn up in like four billion years. It's, we've got to get on this. Yeah. Right. Got to hurry up. Yeah, and nearest star is a ways off, so you know our planet. I'm going to say
0: no. I'm (laughs) saying no human on Mars by 2050. All right. Why? I don't, even if that company manages to get the technology to make it happen, I don't think a, it'll be a successful mission. It'll miss the planet. It'll blow up on the way. Everybody will go crazy and kill themselves. Like something will happen before people touch down. Um, or it won't touch down well, or they'll not get enough volunteers or the government will step in and say, this is unethical or like something. We can't bring them back. I don't think in 37 years you'll get the the means to get someone there and back. And therefore I don't think it'll happen.
1: I'll tell you why not actually, because, uh, on April, what was, April 12th, 2013, that was the day that, uh, uh, Doc's. Uh, time machine Came to
4: the future <laughs> And we were supposed To have hoverboards This is true We don't have hoverboards Was that really the date Because that's like A Facebook prank That it's like every day well, They whatever. just edit that photo I, mean,
1: yeah, I think it's I think it's happened By this point Maybe okay. Would it be like 2015 Yes Because they always go
0: In like 30 year Or whatever 20 years Something Do yeah. they okay. Yeah did he go 80, right. it was well, 85 still, back to 55. Don't, I, don't yeah.
1: I don't see hoverboards yet. I don't see... I feel like they were a thing by You're then. You say they have to hurry up. They have two years to make hoverboards. Yeah, hoverboards yeah. and freaking Sh- Flying the cars. They, shoes to the tie themselves, clothes cool to dry shoes. themselves. I want a freaking cornucopia in my ceiling. <laughs> uh, 50 million channels. You need the
2: fusion reactor to power your car
0: with
1: garbage. Yep. That. Mr. Fusion. I want my flux capacitor.
0: <laughs> Get on it make
1: it make it yourself i don't know F- science fall off your
0: toilet and hit your head isn't that how it happened that is, is.
1: yes that's true. So just I'm standing just, on the toilet. To if someone pushes me, does it still count? <laughs> we can find out. I, I feel like toilets. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> <We> <laughs> so if we fail the first time, we got we got to back up. Maybe it matters what toilet you hit. I don't I know. Gotta, just no. go
4: to Lowe's and <laughs>
1: <laughs> just run you down the aisle and shop the car. With my head hanging out, yeah.
0: <laughs> I like this idea. All right, before we get any other terrible Inspiration.
1: ideas... Inspiration! stop, not gone.
0: we got to wrap this up. All right. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash TNS Podcast. If you want to send us another great question like people tonight did, it's TNS Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and to close out, instead of dubstep, we are doing a website recommendation from Allison in Seattle. Uh, a few months ago, she sent me a message uh telling me about a website called bootymashup.com which sounds like a really bad porn site. I I totally was like, I think this is spam. I'm not going to click this link. (laughs) But the more I read the words, I was like, that sounds like Allison. This is probably real. So what it is, it's a huge collection of essentially like DJ music where, you know, if you went to a nice club and the DJ like mashed up Rihanna and the Rolling Stones into like one song, it's a bunch of highly well-produced music that usually mixes something from a modern track, you know, Gangnam style with the Beatles or whatever. Dolly um, Parton. So there there's Dolly Parton songs. Perfect. Um, the, Pretty much any band you can think of. It's probably been mashed up at some point. There's Florence stuff. There's Owl City. There's Eminem. It's in fact, here, let me just read a few of the mashups I've got on my thing. Uh, Marilyn Manson and Christina Aguilera, Skrillex and House of Pain, Green Day and the Beatles, Lady Gaga and Metallica, Kesha and Vanilla Ice, Eminem and Guns N' Roses. So yeah, these are the kind of music tracks you will find on bootymashup.com It's all free, and so if you want to make a crazy playlist of ridiculous songs, that's what you can find. And I don't know which one I'm going to pick for the end of this song. It'll probably be... I don't know which one I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick a random one, and I'll put it at the end. So... With that, I think we're going to close it up, and I'm going to make a promise to the listeners that we will be back within one month. So until then, uh, we'll catch you later. Bye. everybody. This is Luke. We are out at Golden Gardens on May the 4th. Melissa, you want to make a dumb joke?
2: It's Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you.
0: Yes. And thanks to Amy's hard work, we've got this wonderful windscreen that should be keeping down all of the blustery nonsense in the back. I'd like to introduce everybody to John. Hello. John is my second cousin? Is that how...
2: Cousin-in-law.
0: Cousin-in-law? Isn't that second cousin?
2: No, it's a different thing.
0: Is that cousin once removed? No, it's a different thing. What the heck? How could there be more things than that? There are many things. Ugh, I hate everything. Alright, so I have collected a handful of previous questions from the podcast. and We're going to kind of rapid fire through these um, to the best of our ability. By
2: the way, all of this is happening because um, John's been a, a loyal listener and fan of the podcast for some time and it's his birthday. So we are celebrating by including
0: him in one of his favorite things. Indeed, we included Allison from Seattle in a previous episode for exactly that reason. Although it was my birthday, not hers. Okay, this question is from your mom. How awkward is that? The question is, do you think video game consoles and handhelds are still relevant given the current popularity of phones and tablets?
5: Oh, that's actually a tough one. I was talking about this earlier. So I'm actually just a recent convert to the PC master race. And one of the problems with the console gaming is the fact that console gaming is not up to standard with the hardware anymore. And so it's a lot harder for them to stay in the fray with the newer PC models.
0: What about with the next generation around the corner?
5: Still, same thing. In about three or four years, that hardware is going to go right out the window because we're going to have some brand new hardware for our PCs.
0: All right, next question. Uh, Would you rather never use the internet again or never uh, watch TV again?
5: TV. I don't watch TV anyways, Um, so I basically get most of my media from the internet.
0: Fantastic. Also, you could just stream things uh, with piracy. Uh, What is the correct hierarchy for M&Ms? Here's a cheat sheet.
5: Well, that's um, easy. That's chocolate. Just I do not. Normal milk chocolate? Yeah. The peanut ones are fine, but I do not like the pretzel, almond, peanut butter ones. Those are just ridiculous. You don't like peanut butter M&M's? No. You're dumb. All right.
0: <laughs> Next question. They're
5: trying to copy Reese's Pieces. That's all it is. They're just trying to copy Reese's Pieces. Fair enough. chocolate.
0: With chocolate. All right. Uh, what was your favorite piece of media, movie, game, book, et cetera, from 2012? Ooh,
5: 2012. Let's see. I think that. Uh, the last book in the series that I was reading, the Feed series, came out then. So that is Blackout by Myra Grant. It is a very good read. I'm actually doing a book report on it. <laughs> so book report,
0: you're still in high school. I keep forgetting this.
5: Yeah, 16 page book report. It's ridiculous, and I have I've got to do next Friday. So,
0: <laughs> all right. Short question. This or that? Pulp or no pulp? Pulp. Hit everybody. <laughs> um, all right. Pulp. It's gross. Uh, would you rather have an ugly loyal dog or a prize winning snobby cat? I hate cats. All right. Next question. Uh, would you rather be four feet tall or seven feet
5: tall? Uh, four feet tall. I would get I get around a lot faster. I get, I'm a little bit more agile. It's more of a preference thing. And if I'm taller, I have a lot more problems with reach. I, like, I can reach things, but I can't go through smaller things.
0: That's a fascinating perspective.
5: All right. This or that, books or movies? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Books, because
0: the movies are always crap. All right. If you had to pick an established fantasy world to live in forever,
5: which one would you choose? The Fallout series, the Fallout 3 games, because I love it. Aren't you
0: pretty sure you would die? No, I know how to play that game. Okay, radiation in the real world doesn't work like radiation in Fallout. Yes, I know this. Would you rather have
5: 25% more free time or 50% more spending money? 50% more spending money, because I don't have enough money as it is, and I'm only 18. Plus he's 18, he has all the time in the world. I know, I hate him. (laughs) All right, this or that, drums or guitar? Guitar, I play guitar. Wait, one last question. Do girls like guitar or drums more? that's a very difficult question to answer. <laughs> well, You're a guitarist. You should know this. Yes, a guitarist in past experience, as in I played guitar a while ago. I still play a little bit, but I don't play enough. Melissa, right, you were going to say something?
2: Well, I was just going to say we're sitting on the beach listening to some Seattle drummers doing their thing, and there were some guitar players earlier strumming their tunes, and nobody was dancing, but there are like people on the beach who cannot help but shake their bottoms at the drummers. I'm just pointing That, out.
0: that is a good point. Alright, the last question for you. Which has the better gadgets, James Bond or Mission
5: Impossible? Ooh. Let's see. I've watched I have watched about the same amount of both, so I would probably have to say James Bond. What is your favorite gadget from James Bond universe? The missiles in the car. Oh, missiles in the car. Everybody always says like missiles
0: in the car or like lasers in the watch. Or, like those only are useful for killing people. And James Bond does what to survive? I'm just clarifying that you'd be committing Can homicide. He
2: open a lock with his laser watch, yeah,
5: so he wouldn't die in a train. I'm just saying, wait, okay, we're gonna make this like super serious at the end. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do I see myself in five years? Oh God, um doing almost everything and anything to see what I want to do.
0: <laughs> That's a good answer, very open minded. All right. well, we wish you the best of luck. hope you hopefully you make it another eighteen years, and we thank you for listening to the podcast
2: and many more.